If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Stay arms strong and get this soap with my dad. And so get it. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. President Trump, thank you for taking the time to intervene. On our behalf, I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Elaine, your heart. 
A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communication come uh, whatever. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You. You, my friends, you. What do the Democrats, Al Franken, old Bob Menendez have to do to convince you they're self-entitled, greedy, no-class, entitled... Did I say entitled already? Creeps. Republicans! What did they have to do to prove to you they're all of the above? Wake up! Wake up! That's a long general manager. It's you! You! Wow, it's like, uh, did Time Magazine do that once where they had a mirror on the cover? I, I think, think they did. you were the so man jivey. of the year. So jive. You were the person of yeah. the year. Because you're so important. When do they announce that? Shouldn't that be happening soon? What is Time Magazine? It's one of a million and six websites. A website. How about GQ's Citizen of the Year? You hear about that one? Yeah. Time Magazine of the Year. Man of the Year is a big deal. The Person of the Year, you misogynist. Mm. Why don't you go grab somebody's breasts while they sleep? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's about time, sir. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. Wow. I'm not putting up with your crap. Wow. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I haven't read the news headlines. Has Joe Piscopo harassed anybody yet? Oh, man. <laughs> it's a former Saturday Night Live right. star joke. Is that it? Brad yeah. Hall's sweating on top of somebody. Oh, yeah, we don't boy. want that. I don't think he is. <sighs> That's all I brought. <laughs> Jack sounds fatigued, everybody. Stay tuned. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, made it to the local Cinemaplex, saw One Justice League, uh, the movie that has uh, been widely panned, and uh, deservingly so. It's certainly not a good movie. It's by no means horrible. If you go there, it's fine. They, you know, it has a beginning, middle, and an end. It's, you'll, you'll, you'll see a movie when you're there. But it's, a, it's really only a failure when considering how much effort uh, was put into it, how much money was poured in. It had a $300 million budget that does not include the numerous reshoots and rewrites they had to do because it was testing so poorly. Um, the seams of the movie are very obvious. Gone. There you go. Marshall Phillips. So they're good and they're bad. Move. Are you China? Uh, answer the question. Are you China? DC has a villain problem. That's who they made the movie for. China. China. That's right, Mr. President. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I'll tell you, growing up is tough. Got another one of those adult duties taken care of yesterday. You said duty. I know. Went out and got my flu shot, and I know they don't give you the flu, but I'll tell you, I sure feel weird after I get one. Yeah, that's one, that's one of those things that I, I I don't care what the scientists say. Yeah, I, I know lots of people who get flu shots and then and then feel sick for a while. Yeah, you know what scientists say, Jack? What do they say? It's a coincidence. Well, okay, good for them. It's all mental. Scientists right? say a lot of things yeah. that clearly are not true. Right. I was thinking about that. Once again last night is my kids ran around crazed having just had some sugar. Sugar doesn't actually give your kids energy and make them crazed. Okay. That's one of those things flip-flop so. about every decade. If you say so, <laughs> good luck with that. It's like fat and caffeine and mm-hmm. the rest of it. All right. Fine. But I'll tell you, once again, little shardy helped the pain go away yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a medicine. Yes. Side huh? effects may include you feeling great. And lewd behavior. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, November 17th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, boy, we got to begin the show now. Let's all uh, strap it on. Let's get ready. Let's tighten up our shoelaces and start precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. To those who were digging my political grave so that they could jump into my seat, I know who you are, and I won't forget you. Wow. <laughs> nice, nice vow of vengeance. <laughs> who that? 
Ah, oh, that's old. What's his name, Menendez? The crook from New Jersey. The graft-taking, bribe-accepting, whore-procuring, Medicare investigation-preventing a guy who was just uh, turned loose. Hunter. U.S. Senator. From New Jersey. That's right. And uh, turns out you get to do that stuff, apparently. If you're a senator and you're not taking bribes, you're just a fool. Mm. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump has taken some Twitter shots at Senator Al Franken after the sexual assault charges drop. You got embattled Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore shaking his fist in the GOP establishment's face. And, my friends, are you ready to deal with Blackout Wednesday? Stories coming up at 635, Armstrong and Blackout Giddy. Blackout Wednesday. Yes. If this has something to do with Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we're going to fight. If they're adding another one, there's going to be violence in the studio, Marshall. Just warning you. Stay tuned. In a world exclusive, we have a woman coming on the show at 7.04 with some uh, things to say about her uh, past interactions with Al Franken. That could make some news. woman who's senator from New York has Hillary Clinton's old Senate seat. In an interview with the New York Times said Bill Clinton should have resigned over the sexual harassment of uh, Monica Lewinsky, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, the left is really turning on Bill Clinton. It's getting a fair amount of attention. It's Well, it's, it's necessary. It's almost like a, a mathematical equation. There is no option but to say what is finally now being said. If your attitude about... You know, the, 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 you know, it's alert listener uh, Corolla, I think, R- reminding us, guys, how is Bob Filner's name not come up? Filthy Filner, the mayor of San Diego. He was a real leader in the field of abusing women. But um, if you're going to condemn all these scumbags for all their scumbaggery, you got to condemn Clinton. And, do you... and, and uh, the, the sitting POTUS, too, right. honestly. So, uh, do you so, believe the accusers? So Trump <clears throat> jumped in uh, to this fight, which I thought he was going to stay out of. Yeah. He's got his own past um, that could rear its ugly head, and I think it's going to today. And he started tweeting about Al Franken, and I think the... I'm sorry, about whom? Al Frankenstein. Yeah, Senator Frankenstein, he called him. Um, yes. But so he jumped into that conversation, <laughs> and the various women from the campaign that I honestly don't remember what they were saying, because it kind of came and went fairly quickly. Yeah, I remember a handful. I think they're going to be back in front of microphones talking loudly now, and it's going to be difficult uh, to for people to say, wait a second, we're believing all these other women in all these other industries, and people are stepping down. CEOs, actors, actresses, directors, politicians, all kinds of stuff. What's different about this one? I think that's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. I think yeah. it's almost guaranteed. So uh, Ben Shapiro uh, tweeted last night, and I retweeted, who's up for a week-long media recap of all the sexual harassment slash assault allegations against Trump? Because that's what Trump just opened up. Well, yeah, he asked for it. Yep. And, um, you know, maybe it was inevitable that it was going to happen anyway. We, we've been getting texts since this whole thing started with Harvey Weinstein. You know, what about Trump? What about Trump? Are you going to mention Trump? You know, um, And we do. I don't much because honestly, I don't remember it, and I haven't taken the time to look into it. I don't. I don't have specific instances and stuff like that in my head. I have a feeling I will by Monday morning because I think we're going to hear them all again. Yeah, yeah. Well, now is not the time to look ahead to the horrors of Monday morning. Now's the time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow. 
Clips of the week. You know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. And together, we're going to end the spirit of divisiveness in this country by focusing on how we won the governor's races in two of the ten states we care about. If you got your thing thing out, and she got all her clothes on, you're wrong! Tell Don Jr. is in trouble because his dad just demoted him to Eric. But I will not accept and reject accusations that I have ever lied. That is a lie. We have to be very careful investigating Hillary Clinton. If you say her name three times, she runs for president automatically. So you take a straight edge and you go from one end and you follow the horizon of the ocean and you go straight edge just to the other end and it's it's flat. I'd like to start off by saying sorry for stealing from the stores in China. Uh. We could never have come this far. I'll take the good times. I'll take the bad times. I love you just the way you are. That's some good stuff there. Do you think Bill Clinton should have resigned? I don't think he should have over that. Um, Uh, A sitting U.S. president. It, uh, resign over that what let's we need to define should for the good of the country probably no probably no it's pretty disruptive yeah that's why we have a it's extremely disruptive that's why we have a political process i mean if, if the president like stabs a hobo outside the white house fence That'd be extraordinary and, and is arrested for assault and battery well you got to let you know that sort of thing proceed but unless it's something that direct, that proximate, that immediate, et cetera, et cetera, there's a political process for that. Although, God, now we're getting into the Supreme Court decision. Can you sue a sitting president? Blah, 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 blah. And it gets really, uh, really uh, complicated and, and controversial. I think Gerald a, Ford made the right move pardoning Nixon. There's a political process for Roy Moore. Right. Should he uh, get elected if they want to elect him and stay sure. in? Yeah, absolutely. That's up to the people of uh, of uh, Alabama. So you don't think the Senate should boot him out if he gets elected? That's up to them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, well, no senator's ever been booted out for stuff he did before he was a senator, nor a congressman. Wait so, a minute. We just saw that, you know, you, uh, you shot a man in Reno just to watch him die when you were 22. That's uncool. You're out. That's never happened. So that would be quite the new precedent that you could go back indefinitely into somebody's hazy past, find sins or alleged sins, and get them kicked out of their seat. I'm not sure we want that. Hmm, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to think about how, how amoral and brutal and cynical all those people were, and how good people won't run for office because the process of the election is unholy. Can you imagine if during your entire seat? Finally, they find some ex-girlfriend from high school that's still pissed off because you stood her up, and, and she's a little drunk. She's had five husbands. She likes the oxy a little bit, and she starts making stuff up about you, and all of a sudden you're done. I don't know. That's going to happen, right? That's the next wrinkle to this whole thing, because now we're in, we're in a wave of believing everybody, mm-hmm. and so far I think everybody should have been believed. But we're going to have a situation where somebody comes forward, and then we find out they're lying. That's, that's going to happen, right? Yes, inevitable. Then where are we? How big an uh, uh, an accusee it is will matter, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! 
Diana points out we really need to repost the butter beef recipe. So, uh, Marshall, we'll get with the powers that be, and we'll make sure that goes up for you on the website, armstrongandgettyradio.com. This is sick enough. Not only that, but I believe next week we will have a cooking video showing Marshall Phillips the exact way and proper methods of preparing said butter beef. Do not tease me with that. Dude, if that doesn't happen now, I'll be heartbroken. Isn't it just beef and butter in a crock pot? You'll have to watch the video and see Marshall in a chef's hat. <laughs> There's way more than that. Well, one more ingredient. So, oh, also we got to uh, we ought to post Judy's uh, cake recipe. Mm. It's half pie, half cake. That will not be the last mention of pie in mailbag. Stay stay tuned, won't you? So we we posed somebody posed the question to us. We talked to a reporter, a freelancer in Russia for a while. I think it was during the Olympics, and uh, she was absolutely terrific. A wonderful reporter, a great gal, and and had been harassed by the, the Ruski government as well and had some interesting tales, but we haven't heard from her in a long time. And somebody inquired how she's doing, and I didn't remember her name or anything. And Kathy says, I think her name might be Jessica Gallagher. She lived in Russia, was reporting from Crimea. While in Crimea, she tried to pay her rent to her landlord, was told she was being evicted because she's not allowed to live there. That was March seventeenth, 2014. How in the world do you know that? Is there amazing. some database somewhere? Is mm-hmm. it a podcast? Or? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is. But yeah, th- I think it was Jessica Gallagher. She was terrific. I hope she's okay. Uh, oh, the topic of uh, how incredibly uncomfortable a lot of Thanksgiving dinners have been last year, uh, maybe this year, because everybody's so angry about politics and the country's so divided. Uh, David from Beautiful Umqua writes, how about transition music at Thanksgiving? So you're sitting there, you're eating the turkey, everybody's had a couple of glasses of wine, and, and Aunt Betty says, I just, I can't sit at a table with anybody who voted for that fascist Trump. Why don't you shut up? You're, hey, 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 I'll say, hey, hey. Then we'll play this. And then then I'll say, so how's Johnny doing in soccer? Oh, he loves soccer. It's, you know, it's a funny game. I didn't play as a kid. We played football and baseball. Yeah, time's changing. There you go. There you go. The anger is washed away by the nonsense of the transition music. I read about controversial topics all day, every day uh, uh, of my life. They're a top of my mind. I'm really interested in them. And I would never bring them up in casual conversation. Nope. Under any circumstance, yeah. I, I don't think I ever have in my life, and I never will in my life. I don't understand people who do. It's rude. Well, I, I think it's just a lack of understanding. That's what I always assume. When somebody, when you're in a gathering and somebody just throws out some really strong opinion about what any normal person knows is a controversial, sub, very controversial subject. Sure. I don't know. We've and, lost. And you're and you're stuck there with either. If you agree with them and you say something, there's still somebody around that might be offended by it, or or you're offended by it, and it's okay. Do I let him run the run the conversation? Do an ideological <laughs> yeah. touchdown dance yeah. as if nobody could possibly it's agree. Just, oh, it's the worst. It's a freaking worst. I, whatever happened to the the niceties of life, the class, the higher uh, virtues, the high road? Don't bring up controversial stuff at the table. Just don't. It's politics rude. and religion. It's a classic. Just yeah. don't. Right. Can you pass the potatoes? Oh, and what do you think about gun control? Exactly. Right. Nice. Uh, gentlemen, really enjoying the videos. Love them all, especially number six. 
Uh, those are the videos we're posting at armstrongandgettyradio.com. And if I were not an idiot, I would say every morning you can email us, too, and be part of Mailbag, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. You can text us anytime, 415-295-KFTC. You two are informative, funny, as is your staff. Thanks for the laughs. You're very welcome. What is the point of these videos? What's the point of anything? I don't know. It passes the time. We did a new one. (laughs) It passes the time. We did a new one yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment. That's the idea. Lifting people's load a little bit during these dark and divisive times that we just referred to. Mm. Mm. Let's see. Oh, speaking of pie. Noah has sent along the picture of the pie he is eating. His subject, it's a, it's a lovely-looking cherry pie, slightly runny, but it is a near impossibility to make cherry pie that isn't runny, uh, at least, you know, to some extent. Anyway. I, don't, I don't care if cherry pie is runny. Oh, I don't know. I'll gobble it up. I'll scrape it up off the plate. And so I, got, I got time. There's sure. no problem. <laughs> so the subject is the pie I'm eating after getting home from work and before I pick up kids from school. Some people will describe their food by saying this is better than sex. Number one, they're doing it wrong. Number two, this is really good. I'm not saying it's better than sex because it's not, but it's in the same zip code as sex. They're in the same neighborhood. When this pie is walking down the street and sex is out front mowing the lawn, the pie and sex wave to each other. <laughs> Tip of the cap, Noah. That's beautiful. That is pretty funny. That is yeah, really my wife good. made a homemade pumpkin pie that is in that category that I've been working on all week long. My wife say bake things. And then she'll taste it and say, "Mm, a little less salt next time. And then she won't eat another bite of it. Uh Uh-oh. And then I'm supposed to, I guess, throw away a homemade pumpkin pie, apple pie, whatever she'd made, which I can't do. Because it's allegedly slightly salty. Right, which I can't do. I can't throw it away. A little extra dollop of her homemade whipped cream. Who'll know? So I've been working on this pumpkin pie for like a week. Yeah, I'm making my way through, though. (laughs) And I've been losing weight, and Judy made a bunch of cookies for Little D Center, a care package off of college, and now we got all these cookies laying around. I look at them. They look at me. I look at them. Oh, boy, it's a weird compulsion I have to not waste really good food like that. Yeah. If somebody else was going to eat that pumpkin pie, I could stay away from it all week long, easily. But if it's going to go in the trash if I don't eat it, I can't allow that to happen. Right. <laughs> Same outcome. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, no, well, the different outcome is now I'm fatter. Right. Well, yeah. 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 Rats got to eat. Same as a relative. Mm. That's what you got to say to yourself. Huh? Those landfill rats, they're hungry for pie. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, Stephen, frequent correspondent. Um, the current tax uh, push is not real tax reform and is most certainly not a tax cut. It's merely a redistribution of the tax burden. If you cut here and increase there, it's a wash. Only if the government gets less of the people's money is it a real tax cut. I would agree. An across-the-board reduction in the tax rate, the only way to cut taxes, the dumb F Republicans need to ignore the race and class baiting of the left and do the right thing and reduce everyone's taxes, even the rich. The government needs to do m- with less, much less. Well, it's mo- well, that's nice. That's We've never lost, happen. Steve. Yeah, We've lost. That's, Give up. That's a nice sentiment. That's never going to happen. It's more or less uh, politically a law now that any t- it ta- tax cuts, using my finger quotes, have to be revenue neutral. I mean, you're not going to... You know, actually, the government's not going to end up with less money because it's been decided they need the exact amount that they're currently getting or more. Yeah. So yeah. so there there can be no such thing as a tax cut. I don't yeah. think politically ever again. Well, I happened to uh, turn on the uh, NPR this morning and the NPR hosts are acting all concerned about the potential of the so-called tax cut to grow the deficit. I mean, they're really worried about what it'll do to future generations. Are you effing kidding me? Are you? How can you make those words come out of your mouth? God, do you get paid for hypocrisy? 
The minute a Democrat is back in with their noble goals, nobody would give it a flying F about the deficit. Again, listen, if I were a bigger man, I would say, finally, finally, they've come around to my way of thinking and they've realized the responsibility we have for our children and grandchildren in the future. Thank you for joining me. But no, bunch of effing liars. Oh, my God. Bush ran up the deficit because he didn't think the people would pay for his priorities. Obama made Bush look like a child running up the deficit to pay for his priorities. And now nobody has any interest really in shrinking it, except when the other side is trying to do something. Then all of a sudden they're sanctimonious. Die! All of you die, please! Yeah, we've got um, uh, a poll out about opinions on health care, whether it's a right or not. How it's changed so much in just a couple of years that if you're, well, if you're on my side, it's discouraging. Maybe if you're on your side, it's encouraging. I don't know, but... uh... I think the real story is about how ideological narratives can sweep across a people and really change the civilization. So Marshall's got his news coming up, and then we've got somebody who's going to say their interactions with Al Franken over the years uh, uh, were were not good. Al Franken wasn't just a creep to that one gal. Right, And we have proof. Yeah, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We should have a big picture discussion about this wave of uh, tension to sexual harassment or uh, sexual harassment's the wrong word because in a lot of these cases it's rape. So, what what should we call what's going on right now? Is there a name we can use for it? Um, sexual harassment is the wrong thing to call it. Well, it's just but that's included. There's too broad a range. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There well, are... that's part of the conversation we all need to have, and I think it's starting to become clear to people: is everything treated the same way? Uh, an unwanted kiss, a rape, a pat on the butt, which there's a lot of Me Too's talking about that sort of stuff. So, right. And is it a single incident? Is it a pattern? Is it a hostile work environment? Is it what one emailer referred to as a bold pass? A, we ought to go out. We ought to get together. And then when it's rejected, a, oh, I meant no offense. That sort of thing. <clears throat> we don't know. Hey, do, do you have that uh, Molly uh, Hemingway uh, clip I asked for, Sean? Now might be a great time to play that. The mo- I grabbed the clips you asked for. Which one's the Molly? Was that the from Bear? Mm, yeah, never mind. It doesn't look like we have it. We will. Uh, we will get into this discussion because there's a lot to it, and we're gonna. This is gonna take a long time to settle out the various gradations of pervo behavior or or behavior. We're gonna say is okay, or does everybody lose their job for all these instances? This is all gonna be worked out. Currently, it's a bit of a, we all believe the women and the person has got to go. It's kind of the mood of the country. Right. Which, you know, after years of never believing the women is is probably very refreshing to a lot of women. Sure. Right. But we're going to have to figure it out. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is speaking out about the sexual assault allegations against Democratic Senator Good Al move. Franken. Good move, President Trump. This after news anchor Leanne Tweeden posted a photo showing Franken with his hands over her clothed breasts while she slept on a flight during a USO tour in 2006. Trump tweeting last night, the Al Frankenstein picture is really bad. Surely that was Baron Trump who grabbed his dad's Twitter feed 
because a 10, how old is he? 10, 11 year old boy I could see tweeting Al Frankenstein. Not a grown man. <laughs> the Al Frankenstein picture is really bad. It speaks a thousand words. Where do his hands go in pictures two, three, four, five, and six while she sleeps? And to think that just last week he was lecturing anyone who'd listen about sexual harassment and respect for women. It, the only way you can justify this from Trump is if he's actually trying to divert any conversation about the tax bill, right? I still going to have to give me a minute to chew on that one. I still don't think it's a good move. <laughs> oh, dude, it's a terrible move. Dude, if that's what you think, have somebody else say that. Oh, God. You, 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 come on. Come on. Do you really want the women that have accused you of various things? to be forced to come out this weekend and talk to the Washington Post and in the New York the Times? In the new spirit of we have to believe them and we have to do something about it. Right. Brilliant move. There's some four-dimensional chess for you. Yeah, looking forward to the next week. By the way, Al Franken can't stand his politics. I've never thought he was funny. <laughs> I think he's a sanctimonious pain in the ass. I have no use for Al Franken. But I've looked very carefully at that picture. I don't think he's actually touching her. Okay. I think it's a it's a dumb effort at comedy. I don't think he actually groped well, her. How much is that of the whole thing anyway? Is it's, it the, it's a significant part of it. You it think? really is, yeah. Because I, I think mean, the grabbing her by the head and jamming your tongue down in her mouth. Is that's the, not good. Uh, that's the physical assault. Yeah, but, you know, some, I don't know how. Uh, I spent a lot of time studying uh, camel orthopedic surgery. And uh, if you remove just enough straws that his back doesn't break, you know, sometimes the camel keeps walking. Oh, gotcha. Well, and then you got this. So he apologizes. She says, I accept his apology, yep. and I don't think he should resign. Where, where, is, where do you go with that? If the victim says, he apologized, I accept it, and I don't think he should resign, can you continue to try to... If you're a certain group, push for him to go. You can't, can you? Well, no, no. And, and we'll keep working on that tape I mentioned a little bit earlier. But uh, Molly Hemingway of the uh, Weekly Standard, I think, made an excellent point. Look, we all need to slow down a little bit and figure out, all right, what processes do we have to deal with this sort of thing? How are they working? Where do we go from here? Because these accusations will still be here tomorrow or Monday if we want to boot Al Franken out of the Senate. But there are mechanisms. There are laws. There are Senate procedures. Let's take a look at them. Slow down, everybody. Because at this point, it's a uh, how angry is the mob situation. And if the mob is still at the height of their anger, you lose your job. If the mob has had enough and, like, there's a really uh, funny story out in the news that day, well, then you get to keep your job. You just have to apologize. It's kind of a case-by-case mood-of-the-nation thing. I'm not sure that's exactly the way we right. ought to deal with this. Meanwhile, President Trump has not personally addressed the sexual assault and misconduct allegations against Roy Moore, the Republican nominee in Alabama's special Senate election. But Press Secretary Sarah Sanders told reporters Trump thinks the charges are disturbing, but he thinks the people of Alabama should decide Moore's fate. Roy, well, he's showing no signs of ending his defiance in the face of calls for him to step down from the race for the Senate in Alabama. They got a call and said, ask me to step down from the campaign. Well, I want to tell you who needs to step down. That's Mitch McConnell. There you go. Bunch of yay. So, new poll out. Moore's behind by yep. eight points. So yep. it's possible that this is, you know, will all be taken care of by the voters of Alabama. And then 
won't have to worry about it anymore. We have some poll results from Alabama that are pretty uh, striking if you just take Alabama politics in through the lens of the national media. Alabama doesn't see this story the same way y'all do. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Do we have another Al Franken accuser on the Armstrong and Getty Show at 7.04? Well, we'll listen to what her story is. She wants to tell it. Uh, without Gloria Allred at her side, she she told me. Right. Yeah, I love the way she put it. Yeah. 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 We got to get a, we got to get a hold of this, or uh, we got to come up with a process. Al Franken says he was he's disgusted when he sees those pictures, or he sees the picture of him with the hands uh, giving a honk. I'm disgusted because it's such bad comedy. Yeah, it's just not very funny. No matter, God, he just tires me out. Yeah, as somebody pointed out, you thought because he said I was just trying to be funny. Who was that funny to? I mean, really, nine-year-old boys. <laughs> That'd be about it. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Story of the day, maybe of the week, maybe of the century. What? In my hands, I can't believe, you know, when do you want the story of the century? Or maybe the story of the history of the earth? Well, it's all right now. Well, if it's the story of the century, can I pencil you in about 2044? Because I'll really be, obviously, not soon. Maybe quarter after, we're going to talk to... Long-time Bay Area radio, radio personality Melanie Morgan in a few minutes about her an- interactions with Al Franken, which were troubling um, uh, right right after the 7 o'clock news. So I don't know. I hate to pile on. No, wait again. Once again, I'm wrong. I want to pile on. Yeah, yeah. I, keep, I don't know why I keep saying that, because it's the opposite of what I feel. I want to pile on. Um, I've been working on my Al Franken imitation, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. But it brings me down to do it, because I hate him. <laughs> I can remember it's dis- weird. He's just he drains my energy. Hate is the wrong word. I just find him an energy drain. Yeah, I thought I, he was kind of funny when I was a kid. I, I remember distinctly in 1980 when it became 1980. Al Franken he had this bit going on because the 80s are going to be the decade of me, Al Franken, mm. and that was his going thing the whole season. And he would have various comments on that. This will be the decade of me. The 80s will be the decade of me, Al Franken. Right. Um, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, and I'm not ready to claim he's <laughs> never been funny. Just that he's usually. Not. He was kind of funny, though. I, I'll I, grant I, you I, I've never laughed out loud. That's and it's Smalley. in the eye of the beholder as I well. I found the Stuart Smalley character funny enough. Yeah, uh, true enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, so How about the Stuart Smalley movie? Did you watch that? It was pretty funny. Was it? Yeah. Huh. It was pretty funny. Um, uh, I'd rather be burned. <laughs> so, so not a fan. <laughs> Um, so Blake Shelton, country music star named Sexiest Man Alive, and apparently some people were tweeting meanly at him. So Jimmy Kimmel assembled some mean tweets. Well, this is actually, this was from, from Ellen, where he was, oh, really? he's reading his own, just a, like, he's kind of taking Social media. Kimmel's so, bit. so Jimmy Kimmel didn't copyright that? He should have, he should have, because it, that's a great invention. Anyway. Here is Blake Shelton, 
with the mean tweets. I wanted to uh, look at uh, social media and see what's being said out there by my supportive people. And uh, so I just wanted to read you some of my favorite mean posts. Woke up this morning to news that Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive. R.I.P. every sexy man in the world who died in the great sexy plague of 2017 overnight. You will be missed. Woke up and saw Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive. Did a bunch of celebrities die or something last night? Blake Shelton is sexy if you like a guy who's always about to lean in and tell you about a hearty, healthy American dog food. Blake Shelton looks like the dad in a drug commercial where they list off the side effects at the end while you watch him build a birdhouse. Blake Shelton isn't even the sexiest man at this Waffle House. Blake oh, Shelton yeah. is a funny guy. That I don't know if you've really ever good. seen him hosting a show, but he is a very funny dude. Yeah. Oh, he's on, is he on, he's on The Voice or yes. one of those? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the voice. It's a good show. So here's good the show. you want the news of the century or not? We do have Melanie Morgan. Oh, do we have come? time? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the doctor that had been working on this for quite some time says he has successfully performed the first human head transplant. <laughs> well. Come on now. That's well, a big deal. This, this changes everything. It does. Head it swap. actually does. Head swaps. Or all, all kinds of different accidents and diseases where you take the, the head off the body and put it on uh, some other body? Listen, I hate to... Uh, or me buying a body from some uh, fit but ne'er-do-well hobo? Right. Perhaps, uh, you know, an, an ill-conceived move on his part? Sure, but, you know, <laughs> a sucker and his head are soon parted, <laughs> like they say. Uh, so, a uh, uh, quick on-air meeting. Uh, for the purposes of uh, this, would you like, like me to pretend that it's conceivable this is true? The world's first human head transplant has been carried out on a corpse in China in an 18-hour operation. Oh, 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 see, see, that's rather a large caveat there. (laughs) That showed it was possible to successfully reconnect the spine nerves and blood vessels. Ah, okay. At a a press conference in Vienna on Friday morning, the Italian professor, um, neuromodulation is what he specializes in. Anyway. He he teaches it, what's the matter, you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> announced that a team had realized the first human head transplant um, and said that an operation on a live human will take place imminently. Huh. Well, you ought to practice on dead guys a couple of times. I'll grant him that. They had, g- last year, they successfully grafted a head onto a dead monkey. What sort of head? A monkey head a or hum- a dude's head? You know, I assumed it was a human head, but maybe it was a monkey head. Anyway, now they've done a human I don't know how you know you did a good job on a dead body. Maybe it was like a sheep head. And then they put like a cow's body on a pig's head. Be like one of those flip books kids enjoy so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're dead, frankly. Um, so that changes everything, ladies and gentlemen. A uh, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, prominent personality, says, yeah, Al Franken's a creep. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.